are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a May 22nd Tuesday night edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I am joined by Corbin Smith, my co-host sometimes on this podcast and the host of Take It or Break It, uh, the Sports Hell Takes yeah. Game Show, also a writer at Vice Sports uh, and the Blame Week sometimes as well. Corbs, how are you? How are you? It's been, I haven't been very good about doing the podcast, and I'm really sorry for everybody that listens to this, uh, but I, I just haven't been good about doing the podcast. The Cavs just have me... Over a barrel, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm well. Thank you, Eric. I, uh... Oh, no, I'm doing the yachting thing. One sec. I mean, it's kind of late. It's almost 9 o'clock on this Tuesday, oh, on this, on this, on this Tuesday night. Good. I uh, had a had a wonderful time watching the Warriors choke. Never thought I'd see it. Yeah, really. I mean, I mean, when the Warriors really. get back into a corner, it's pretty good. And I gotta say, it was pretty awesome seeing the way the the Rockets really battled after the Warriors yeah. made that big run in the third quarter and absolutely demolished them. And every most people on Twitter were like, "This is over." You know, the series is done after Steph made that run. And then just Houston, like, I think, you know, yeah, Ariza, made a, Ariza made a three. Uh, Chris Paul hit some insane fadeaway jumpers. Um, also, Clay Thompson may or may not have gotten hurt. Um, and then also, Iguodala didn't play tonight. Oh, just wonderful. And why Steph Curry? I mean, I mean, say what you will about him, but uh, doesn't have, I think, the uh, clutch reputation of a Chris Paul, you know. Right, a, right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, well, it was so funny, though, because the end of the game, so Golden State has this, I know we're not, we're not going to go too deep into this because, you know, we're not the Dunked On podcast, but, you know, we're not going to get into the, the game recap too much here, but it was pretty amazing, that last possession for golden state where durant like definitely had like a pull-up jumper and then ended up giving it to clay thompson who had a terrible shot and airballed it and then somehow miraculously the warriors got another possession because there was a foul called and chris paul missed some free throws and steph somehow missed an like a wide open corner three oh just wonderful what a what a blessing that game was it was uh, it was really a blessing for Warriors haters everywhere. Yeah, dude, yeah, the yeah. Scoring, the hater, hater, haters everywhere. I think are dude. The scoring, rejoicing. The score, the box score in this game is so stupid. The first quarter, twenty eight nineteen Warriors. Second quarter, thirty four eighteen Rockets. Third quarter, thirty four seventeen Rockets. Fourth quarter, twenty five twelve Rockets. Oh, 12, 12 points for the terrible. Golden State Warriors, the offensively challenged Golden yeah, State Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good defense, but uh, I think they're going to need to uh, fire Mark Jackson and uh, get a more modern offense in there. I think they're going to also need to get uh, another All Star because I don't think four are enough. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You you think it's time for LeBron to? I get bet. Over? I think Draymond is texting him right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I think Draymond is in the car right now, saying, "Yo, Bron, you up?" Yeah. After Ooh. you win the title, you know. I mean, LeBron loves wine. Napa, obviously. Napa. Well, I am it nearby too, you know. Yeah. Look, look the West, look. You can't uh, you can't challenge the West Coast wines, you know. No, you can't. It's uh, they don't even let, they don't even let you ship them to Ohio. It's illegal to have wine that good in the Midwest. So. Yeah, they'll they'll hunt you down and and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they, they'll chop your hand off. Yeah, and they'll and then they'll they'll just like yell at you, just shame, shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ring a bell in the streets. Yeah. I'm happy that this that both these series are actually in a game five right now with the uh, uh, the Cavs and Celtics at two two tomorrow uh-huh. game five. First of all, LeBron in Boston tomorrow gonna be great. Uh, uh-huh. I promise we're gonna talk Blazers, folks, in a second. But we're, you know, we're, there's thankfully what's there to talk about? Come on. Yeah, well, there's also what, you the, listen to this and you don't watch other NBA games. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's BS. If you if you're that hard into the Blazers that you're listening to us talk. You, you're definitely yeah. into the Cavs and the and the Celtics series, uh, but uh, LeBron tomorrow in Boston. I mean, come on, Game Five in Boston. That's a uh, that's pretty much as good as it gets. Except I'm for tonight, this, except for tonight, because tonight was as good as it gets. I'm finding this Cavs Celtics series is like really pulling the troglodyte out of me a little bit. Uh huh. I'm fe- I'm feeling very intensely like you hate the Celtics. It. No, 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 no. That I that the Celtics are all like are all like soft boys, and the Cavs are all like are all grimy warriors oh, do, yeah. doing everything they can. With, you know, be, with beer bellies. I I I, yeah. I I heard you today on Take It or Break It breaking yeah. this, breaking down this 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 dichotomy between the two teams. Although I, when the Celtics are at home, they're like a completely different team. They haven't they haven't lost a game at home the entire playoffs. Ah, so well, uh, yeah. look, I look, I think uh, I think it's safe to say pressure is going to get to him. Well, I do. Dad, think, daddy's yeah. going to be home. I think and, I, uh, no, I, I think you're on to something there with daddy's home. Yeah, they're, these last two Cavs games have had a real daddy's home feel. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I, I agree that it has daddy's home feel. And I think also LeBron has cracked the code on whatever the Celtics can do because they don't have Kyrie. They yeah. don't have Gordon Hayward and. Like, because Marcus Morris is is like they're count they're like counting heavily on Marcus Morris. Should should have not said anything. It's such a like you. Sh- I mean, they I shouldn't mean, have said anything about Marcus Morris kind of vibe. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's, yeah, he's like they said that that about Marcus Morris. He had forty. Then LeBron had forty two in game two, and he had forty four last night, and yeah. I think he had twenty seven in the other one, and. Yeah. Um, I think they just figured out what to do with Rogier out there. Like they literally just like we'll get him in a in a switch, and the Celtics are switching everything. And like Tristan Thompson is not a good post up player, but he can post up Terry Rogier. Yeah, and and that's kind of the series. at the very least he can post up Terry Rogier, miss the shot, catch the rebound, and, and get back it, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like he, that's just and. Uh, so I mean I think Cleveland wins tomorrow, and I think they win in six. Uh, it, it, dude, it's kind of crazy. I, I was looking at the final schedule today. That like we're you know the final start next week, next Thursday. Oh, oh, 
or that would that we were once so young right as to as to see the as to see the dew drops forming on a new nba season what do you think is going to happen in this warrior series do you think it's i think it's closer than people think yeah i mean tonight was a big this was this was a like this is a my buddy texted me. He just said, this is a big dog win. Like, this is a big dog win. Like, you, yeah. like they were down 16 multiple times or they were down by double digits multiple times in the game. They were down 10 after having, like, a big lead. And then they come back and, and beat them and completely shut them down. And, you know, Iguodala, you know, couldn't play tonight. And, and he's obviously not 100%. And... Uh, I don't know what the deal was with Steph down the stretch. Maybe he got tired, and and I think Draymond played like forty five minutes tonight. Uh, and I'm gonna double check that. Yeah, Draymond played almost forty six minutes. Oh my actually. lord, um, forty five twenty four. Uh, and so having Iguodala back will help, but it's kind of crazy that like, but even though they just didn't have Iguodala, that they weren't able to get enough out of Durant. Thompson Curry and and also Thompson may or may not have gotten hurt. So I you know I think I think Houston's in this man because like yeah the guys that they play they just all they do is play a bunch of guys you know with the exception of Capella and even Capella can make a layup or two like Gerald Green can pull up and shoot a three like Gerald like, Green is a uh, is a real NBA Adam Dunn. I like I like that comparison. Very three true outcomes. So I was I was listening to some Adam Dunn talk, uh, the John the John Boy series he does, and it, Gerald Green very three true outcomes. It's a dunk, it's a three pointer, it's a foul. There's nothing else. But his defense, I gotta give him credit, has yeah. actually been pretty good in this series. Like he he's earned his playing time out there, and yeah. it's what a wild career that dude had, right? Like, and my favorite thing about him is that he's playing for his hometown team, and he like reps Houston harder than anybody. God bless him. And God it's bless like, him. you know that he like picked up guys in his boat during the hurricane. Oh, in Houston because he's from there. Yeah. No, I did not. Oh well. Anyway, now you do. It's cool. another reason. How big is his boat? I don't know how big it is. Oh, okay. I think I think it was like a fishing boat. I don't think it was. Oh, like, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's like a Paul Allen yacht. An boat. ocean. An ocean liner. The, yeah. 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 The, the 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 cupcake dunk, written across the side. <laughs> Pardon me. The birthday cake dunk. Yes. I apologize. No. I, no. You're. You're. Yeah. No. It's a good correction. My. My bad. Uh, I also kind of like how the styles are so contrasting that. Like I mean, Chris Paul and and yeah and and Harden took to Paul took twenty shots, Harden took twenty six shots, um, but it's kind of funny because the 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 shot distribution on both teams is basically the same. Like Durant nine of twenty four, Curry ten of twenty six. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're just throwing the ball around more. Yeah, exactly. Like the Rockets are just are just like doing these like pounding insane isolations well, over and over. Screening, screening, screening to get the yeah. switch, and then they get the switch they want, and then they finally go and attack they're, it with like five seconds on the sub clock. It's kind of funny, I think, to watch a rocket. Like the Rockets have basically been synonymous with speed for ever. And D'Antoni as well. Yeah, and yeah, oh, and D'Antoni especially, and they really are just like bleeding out the clock in a lot of these games. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, it, dude, I didn't uh, get to it, but I read an excerpt today. ESPN wrote this story about how, like, because D'Antoni has like evolved a little bit, he's like, damn, like, maybe we should have had Steve Nash shoot twenty five times a game. Yeah. I mean, even Nash himself has said that. I, I mean, I think. Well, that no, but I mean, of, they both, yeah. they both, they both agreed. Like, they both yeah, said yeah, that, yeah. and it's like, I mean, that's crazy to think about. But like, I mean, he's really, you know, just realized, you know, hey, I, these guys are my two best players by far. They should shoot most of the shots. A lot of, I think, a lot of point guards probably kind of ended up having careers a little like that, like uh, Stockton too. Like, oh yeah, that guy probably should have shot more. Yeah, that's yeah. Stockton was efficient as hell. Uh, other people who I could probably name Chris Paul, of course. Uh, well, yeah. Um, uh, Mahmoud. Chris Abdul- Paul is. Well, Ma- I Ma- mean, Chris Paul has needed D'Antoni like his entire career, but has never been able to admit it. But you, you know. Yeah, but I mean, now they're they're there, and it. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I think this series is gonna go. I think it'll go seven. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I think Houston seems reasonable. I think Houston can. I think Houston. I mean, the thing is, if if, if Iguodala is back and he's healthy and looks good, I can see Golden State winning Game Five. But I wouldn't say the series is even over then because Houston's obviously shown that they can win in Golden State. And I think there's something weird. I mean, I will say Golden State is great, uh, and they and they beat teams. But is it just me, or is there something about them when the game is close? Lately, or like since 2016. Uh, I'm not willing to say that. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's just me. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. But also, but I mean, they looked they looked terrible in in crunch time stuff tonight. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, and I think also, was, I think was, I think fatigue was a huge deal. And and what, yeah. it also could be the like the yearly like the whole load of all these. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Year th- after year after year after year. That's another, like, why Jordan was special thing, is that he was a psycho in a way that, like, he just, like, bled out year after year after year and just totally compartmentalized it away without caring. Well, I mean, Except, I, think Lebr- I think LeBron is is not – he does it in a different way, and I think he's a different – he yeah. goes about it way differently than Jordan yeah, did. Yeah, I think but, LeBron, but, but I think LeBron a, is, yeah, is a little more process-oriented. Like, Jordan, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, LeBron, uh, LeBron is definitely like meticulous with his body and meticulous with everything, and I think Jordan was not like that. Yeah, Jordan just like I mean, Jordan, uh, Jordan did like pioneer like weightlifting, but he also partied. Yeah, yes, yes, Jordan was known to put. Yeah, Jordan was just able to put everything in his life into little boxes. Yeah, and like keep the boxes separate from each other. Like he was a like he was a maniac in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron, I think, is a more like holistic dude. I think that he's more like everything is sort of a part of everything else kind of guy. And yeah, he's, yeah. He's just really disciplined and taking care of all those things, especially like after going to the Heat and all that. No, and I think it's his, yeah, and I think it's his like that's his like general outlook too. Unlike team camaraderie like it's all like very dad like but he's like everyone's gonna wear the same suits and like yeah. we're all gonna be yeah. on the same like it's i mean it's a little weird but i'm just saying like oh it's a lot weird yeah he's trying to do that though to like create this thing that we're not just like at the office you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. um and and so 
Jordan, on the other yeah. hand, uh, was known to uh, kidnap his teammates' families for fun. Yeah. Uh, hold hold them in uh, prisons and make uh, and make th- uh, his teammates work together to solve mazes. And then say JK LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then chop off their loved one's hand to uh, <laughs> to uh, keep himself. Uh, he was a witch, you know. I mean, well, I'm not saying anything that hasn't already gotten out. Uh, it's sort of like the PFT commenter. Thing, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, ESG- we, uh, like anybody, pretty much everybody uh, could figure out his name after five minutes, but uh, you know. <laughs> We all know that Jordan liked to uh, drink human blood. It's, uh, you know. I mean, it's, it's well known. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't know, are you even in sports media? I mean, that's, you know? what, that's what ESPN said in the release about the 10-hour Jordan documentary. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm very I, – I can't wait for which episode. We should find out from ESPN which episode is about Sam Bowie, and, and then we'll give you guys a heads up to not watch it. Uh, what did he do to Sam Bowie? Well, Murdered uh, him? No, no. He the Portland didn't pick Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, I I don't want to. You <laughs> know, co- I don't want. You're co-hosting a Blazers podcast. <laughs> Whoops. I forgot. I know. I know. It's, it's late. Leave me alone. <laughs> look. Uh, look. Hindsight 2020. I do think that the Portland Trailblazers probably should have taken Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, I mean, it's a pretty solid take. Look, was uh, look, uh, look, was Drexler uh, the starting shooting guard? Certainly, but uh, I think we, rea- I think we've realized now in in 2018 that position <laughs> positions are overrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could have slid him somewhere, you know, but uh. Yeah, uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have, you know, they could have played Drexler at the three. Look, there's or, an alternate universe, certainly, where me and Eric are are covered in jewels, are just covered in gold, and saying the Portland Trailblazers cannot be stopped. Fifty-three-year-old Michael Jordan turning turning in another thirty-point-a-game performance in the Western Conference Finals. Like he, him, and him and Paul Allen were able to like come together and like map this like crazy DNA, yeah, 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 like restructuring, restructurings to like regenerate his body the entire he time. Looks like, yeah, he kind of looks like Gamora now. He's got sort of these like metal lines in his face. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like his face, it it just like looks more worn, but it's like yeah, it's like it's like also skinnier. Yeah, one of his eyes is just a robot eye now. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has, he has, uh, his whole thing was built so that he could, uh, smoke cigars to power his, uh, to power his, uh, body in some way. Just right. a pure efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. He's the just... ultimate man. Yeah. Two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, he, that's, I mean, that is really, truly the ultimate man. And yeah. after his, after his, after his 15th title in Portland. He said, you know what I'm going to do to celebrate? Went out, got himself another dick. <laughs> Which he was able to get because Paul Allen's connections in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In China, yeah, you China. Know, or, or, you know, a place where you can get surgeries. Paul you know, Allen also. Paul I feel like Allen you can get should, anything in China. That's why I just said Paul that. Paul Allen, he, it should be noted, he rode, he rode that success to, to purchases that were just truly obscene. He is... He's not. He's the wealthiest man in the known in the galaxy at this point. Mm-hmm. 
He's also broke the war barrier, you know, where uh, uh, Earth is colonizing places. Michael Jordan will someday be our god king. Uh, he has an infinity gauntlet. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's hideous. Jordanos. Yeah. Yes. Jordanos. Yes. Uh, uh, so anyway, Blazers probably should have taken Jordan. Yeah, they know? probably should have taken Jordan. Okay, so I mean, we'll talk about the Blazers uh, in a second. Uh, so we'll be right back to actually talk about the Blazers. So we're back uh, talking oh, some break. A- actual oh. Blazers stuff right now, uh, and there was some news. I, well, not really news, just kind of yeah, you know, bla- speculation, baby. Speculation. Ow, ow. It's the se- it's the season of speculation. Absolutely. Um, I guess we'll start uh, for the. Uh, I guess we'll start uh, on the the, the stuff uh, that is like the juiciest, I suppose, and that is. Oh yeah. Uh, Zach 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 Lowe and Bill Simmons talking about C. friend J. of the podcast, Bill Simmons. I think it's safe to say. Definitely, and Zach yeah. Lowe as well. I think yeah. you know both of them. I would consider. Bill, man, come on, take it or break it. We'd love to have you. Bill, go on TOB. Yeah, come on. Come on over, Bill. And if you want to come unlocked on Blazers, you know, go for it. If you're listening to this, pop on Twitter right now. Tell Bill Simmons to go on Take It or Break It. Anyway, Zach Lowe and Or locked on Blazers. Or T.O.B. I mean, maybe T.O.B. with me. Maybe I'll be a guest. Yeah, yeah. I'll have Eric be the other guest. I'll go against Bill Simmons. Actually, it probably should be Wilms. Let's be real. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, you know, those two, I don't know if we can get them in a room together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Lowe and Simmons, uh, talking about CJ's future in Portland and both of them said, you know, Bill Simmons was doing the thing where he's like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, kind of put a gun to your head or whatever. Questions yeah, are yeah, questions. Yeah. I actually yeah. listen to this. I never listen to these things, but I happen to listen to it today. So. He said he asked him, you know, is CJ McCollum going to be on the Blazers next year? And Lowe said no. And then Simmons also said no. Um, obviously, Lowe uh, talks to a lot of people, and I, Simmons obviously knows some people as well in the league. Uh, so, I mean, their speculation, it might just be speculation, um, but there also might be some information behind it and some, some knowledge behind it. Um, and I don't know. This is this is kind of interesting. The the trade that they threw out there was Markel Fultz, a trade for Markel Fultz and the tenth pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. Yeah, uh, that it's was, basically just trading CJ for a different CJ. Yeah, p- trading t- CJ for a different CJ and another draft pick. Mm. Wait, and why would they get a draft? And, and one that won't be Luka Doncic. Yeah, but why would they get another draft pick even? Well, because CJ is way better than Markel Fultz. So, well, they, would, so they would get the 10th pick. Yeah, but Phil- he also makes like $15 million more million, and Fultz kind of has a theoretical value, doesn't he? I guess that I, I mean, all of a sudden am buying into Markel Fultz hype. But like, I mean, you, you also did defend uh, – you also got mad at Danny Ainge last year for doing the trade. I did? I think I, I think so. I maintain. Which he was probably right about. Whatever. Tatum is a fraud. I'm not. I, I maintain my position. Okay. Although he's Tatum's pretty good. You heard. You, no, I'm fraud. Another one that they pitched on this was uh, Miles Turner, potentially, um, and from Indiana. And then another one that they pitched was 
uh, McCollum for Drummond, but they're not. Get, but it doesn't sound like they're going to do that because Lowe says that Portland thinks McCollum is way better than Drummond. Uh, which, mm. I mean, he, they're right. I mean, I, I yeah. And if, and if they're going to trade him, they shouldn't be just trading him for a guy that might not be able to play in the conference that finals. Drum, with w- bad. W- I don't want him. But yeah, I mean, just I mean, just also just like we're watching this series right now. We're watching the other series. Like, it's not easy for big guys that can't move and can't shoot to stay on the court. And like Drummond, Drummond's like working on a three point shot on his Instagram, but like I don't believe it. Uh, yeah. Every big man is always working on a three-point shot on their Instagram, you know? Yeah. Come on. And Drummond is a heinous foul shooter. He, and, got, be- uh, he got better this year, though. Oh, he did. Congratulations yeah. to yeah. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Uh, he, is, uh, he is, though, uh, probably a notably bad defender. Good rebounder, but it doesn't necessarily translate into uh, defense stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would probably be a bad idea. Miles Turner would probably be a good idea. Uh, I would find it surprising. Well, yeah, because then then they get down to talking about um, Nurkic later, and they basically suggested or low suggested that it would be a qualifying offer and or like a little bit more than the qualifying offer, but not much more. And I don't know, the, the way they're talking about it, I kind of feel like this is going to go – it's going to be like one of those kind of long restricted free agencies I feel like because like I don't – like Nurkic was fine during the season but in the series against the Pelicans, he did not look ready to play in like a conference finals type environment or a second round type environment and and he just was kind of taken off the floor and I – I but I, so I don't see too many other teams like giving him a big deal. Like I think he's still useful, but I don't necessarily see teams like I don't see him going anywhere near like the max or anything. Yeah, it's or so even, weird or even because like, $10 like million dollars. It's really weird because the Blazers had an excellent defense this year because and, of him. Yeah, yeah, and because of him, and, and I mean also in Amina, who's a fabulous defensive. I thought, I thought Dame also got better. Yeah, but um. But there's sort of – I don't know. There's sort of like this weird thing in the league right now where I feel like that there's some big dudes – Capella too, we're even seeing it – who clearly contribute to their team's success in the regular season by being defensive presences. Uh-huh. But also always seem to get sidelined when the playoffs start. Yeah. I mean, I mean Tucker was playing a bunch at center – in this yeah. game, like a ton at center. But yeah, but like Capella was fabulous this year. Well, I think, I mean, Capella, this is the thing. There's still a role for a guy like Capella. There's still a role for a guy like Nurk. It's just not, they're not going to finish the game a lot of times against a team like Golden State or a team like Houston. Yeah. And, and that's just the way of the league. Like Al Horford is a guy that can stay on the floor because he's quick and can shoot threes. Like that's what, and he can switch on guys kind of, but like he's a rarity at the center spot. Like, you know, I mean, Draymond Green is another guy, but like, yeah, not- I, I mean, and what is Draymond even like Draymond is the most positionless dude in the league right now, probably. Yeah. I mean him and him, I, I would say is up there. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of, and, and that's like, it sucks, but like Gobert is like so good and Gobert is like such a huge part of Utah's success. But against Houston, it's like, he can't, 
be yeah. as effective yeah, and go, they and just like, space and, him yeah. out. And like I said, and like I'm sitting here saying Capella was fabulous this year. Gobert was incredible this year. Gobert is probably a top 15 NBA player. Like Gobert is probably the best center in the NBA right now. But but even he and 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 look, he he gave it to the Thunder, don't get me wrong, but like when they start to stack up against these wild modern moderny teams, like even that dude who is so fast and like and like good at switching, but just the fact that he can't shoot, like or uh, create his own it. shot or dribble or, or create like, his own shot or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just all yeah, and, and maybe, like on maybe a certain level shooting, even... maybe it is shooting too. Maybe it is shooting because like I mean, all these offenses now are five out and just like everyone has to shoot threes. I mean, look at every team actually in the, that's here. Really, it's like their crunch time lineup. Kevin Love at center, Al Horford at center, P.J. Tucker at center, you know, Draymond, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so like that's the problem. That's a problem with Nurkic. I mean, there's like other problems with Nurkic, too. Like, you know. Seems like maybe he's isn't the easiest dude to get along with in the world. You know, sometimes his effort spots out a little bit, but like he is fundamentally a valuable NBA player. But like, I think it's hard not to watch these series and wonder if having him gets you all next steppy. But at the same time, part of me, even another part of me is like, well, then what exactly takes the Blazers to the next step? If it's not him, no, or if it's I mean, not, I mean, yeah, and I, I listen, I yeah, this I, or that, you know, yeah. I mean, also, uh, I guess we can talk about it too. Uh, that Neil Olshay was on uh, a show with Dwight James and Aaron Fentress on uh, six twenty uh, sports radio here in town, and yeah. uh, said that they were in serious trade talks some, with uh, some teams last year that would have. Uh, cost them some significant draft assets. Um, I don't know. Wh- what did you did you see that? Um, and I mean, does that? I mean, is that even anything? At did this I see point? him talking to Dwight? No. Did you see any of the comments that he had? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm illiterate. I'm illiterate. Okay. So. Well, anyway, he said that to uh, those guys, and um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't think his job's in jeopardy anymore at this stage. I mean, they're doing. Yeah, if they were going to fire him, they probably should have done it. A, a yeah, because they're about a month away from the draft here, and you don't want to be uh, you know, mixing up your draft strategy between now and the draft. I mean, it's just not a good sign and, or not a good call. And so I think they should probably, they're probably just going to end up rolling with him at this point. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the mood from all Blazer fans is they don't want they don't want him here. Anymore. Yeah, it seems like most people don't want Oshley to continue working for the team. Like, like I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say that that's the major sentiment from yeah. Blazers fans. Like that that is what it is. Um, but uh, I like. I mean, he's made. He, I mean, Zach Collins looks pretty good. I will say. I mean, it, 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 as someone, yeah, there's who, some there's some yucky contracts out and that on that team though, like. <laughs> you know, and the and those are his fault squarely. Yeah, and but he also signed Aminu, so I don't know. What, yeah, what he, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, he did, exactly. I mean, he had some hits, he has some bad misses, um, and I, I mean, I, but I guess you know, 
they're, they're going to keep going with it. And they're going to, I mean, they have a draft pick luckily. Um, and I don't know what that could mean for them in the, in the draft, but maybe they, they try and package that with something, uh, to make something happen. Um, maybe they move up or something in the draft, uh, remains to be seen. But I mean, Olshay has always, you know, maybe maybe Paul Allen's giving him one more draft, one more free agency to prove he can get it together. And if he doesn't, then maybe he is gone. But but, but I, I mean, it feels like at this point, you know, it, it doesn't feel like anything's going to happen because um, I feel like at this point it would be it would Important. be too, it, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, what do you? Uh... If, um, what do you think they should trade CJ for th- if they trade CJ theoretically? Man, other than I mean, obviously the ultimate one is Lamarcus Aldridge. Just for, but <laughs> oh my god, I mean, I man. want it so bad. I know that I spent years saying mean things about Lamarcus Aldridge on the internet. I want you back, dog. Really? Come on, come on home. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Really? I want it. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But there's just a piece of me that's just like, come on home, man. Dude, I mean, it's fine. I was forgiven. He allegedly did want to come back. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the word Although, on the street. That, yeah, that was something actually a couple weeks ago that we didn't talk about because it was after the season. But apparently, uh, he like texted Dame when things it's were like, like going you, down, and, and he's like, he's yeah. like, yo, like I want to come back. Yeah, miss you, man. And, Beautiful. And. I mean, man, the, those two guys were great together, dude. I, I would, I would like to see it. Um, Lamarcus can shoot threes now too, you know. Like, come on. No, and, you, and he's still great at posting up, and yeah. he's still really great at defense. And yeah, uh, I mean, him with him with, I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to trade CJ to get him. I mean, I, I'm he's got to play. He's got to play center. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. Imagine how good that team would be is if if you had Dame and CJ running pick and roll with Lamarcus. Like, oh, yeah. Get CJ out of here. Get Lamarcus in, dude. CJ had. Like I a... feel like CJ represents redundancy on the team. I've always felt like this. Okay. I I think that him his and Dane's skill sets are a little too similar, and they're basically the ex- same size and stuff. That's this has always been my opinion on the matter. I think that uh, I think that uh, getting him out and getting a different kind of player in could be good for the squad. So you want Demar Derozan? Well, and maybe not that kind of player. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I mean, I, I, this is the thing I keep coming back to. It's like, I don't think Fultz is going to be the guy, you know? Like, oh, no, that's that seems like a terrible idea. Depending uh, on who's there, maybe, like, there's no way the guy that I would want to be there would be there. But, like, if there's someone Portland really likes in, like, the top eight... And or at the eighth pick, and Cleveland calls you and says, "We'll give you Kevin Love and the eighth pick for CJ." Can Kevin Love play here? Like, I don't know, but I mean, he but he would like, bring. But off, he's not a bad defender. He can play center. He would be great offensively, um, and. I think him and Dane would work together, but I mean, I would hate to see CJ go. And I don't know if necessarily on a non LeBron team, what love would look like as the number two guy. But I think with Stotts, you know, Stotts would figure out a way to get 
Kevin Love some good looks and get him some good plays that maybe they're not doing as much in Cleveland because of LeBron. I don't know. Um, I mean, I like it more than Fultz and the 10th pick. Yeah, I just think Fultz is a, a, a scoring point guard. And I... I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. He, maybe, he, maybe he, like, I think he's a little bit longer than CJ and a little bit bigger. Certainly more athletic. Yeah, I think, I think maybe maybe that's the idea there is that maybe he could be a better defender just because he has the attributes to be a, a better defender. And 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 I think maybe I mean, at least the thinking there for Philly is easy. I mean, they need someone that can shoot the ball on that team. Yeah, because they made Simmons shoot, they made Embiid shoot, and Covington, and those guys couldn't make a damn shot in the playoffs. So- <laughs> the Simmons thing is, and the Simmons shooting thing is so weird. I mean, it's not weird. He can't shoot. I mean, it's just like he's just not a good shooter right now. Yeah, but I, like he he has to know that, right? Right. But he's like, I mean, he's he's gotten by his entire life on that he's bigger, stronger, faster, smarter than everybody. Like. Like he is like LeBron, but he's like he's Australian, like cynical LeBron. You know what LeBron had to figure out how to do to win championships, though? What? Shoot. Shoot. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. And and I think I think Simmons we have we also have to remember it's Simmons rookie year. They did make it to the second round, but he realistically took them as far as he could possibly take them without being able to shoot. Yeah. Like, I think I think that is like the lesson there is that like he went as far as they they went as far as they could. And but so, I mean, if that's you know, that's the other thing, too, is like that's how valuable CJ would be to the Sixers. Like maybe you ask for more. Maybe you ask for Sarich and Fultz and the 10th pick. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like you should gouge them if you're if you're going to get if they like really think CJ is like the missing piece. You know, and I'm sure CJ would love to play on a, 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 you know, a team that has championship aspirations and maybe has a chance of getting LeBron. But like, I mean, you, you might as well try and get other guys. You might as well try and get Sarge. You might as well try and get Fultz, too, because like Sarge isn't going to play that much if they get LeBron, too. Like, yeah. And, and, and I think if you're Portland, you have to be approaching it from that perspective, because like if if I'm LeBron and I see that. That Philadelphia gets CJ alongside Ben Simmons and Embiid, like that's a that's a big that's a big plus if I'm LeBron. Uh, yeah, I don't think LeBron's going to go to Philly personally, but they're I mean they're one of the dude they're one of the teams, man. I mean I think he's like the 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 Vegas the the odds the people that take the odds on LeBron's free agency, it's like. The favorite is Houston. Yeah. And I think it'll really depend on if Houston wins the title or not. Yeah. I think if they, I think if they don't, that that is probably the prime place for Bron to go. Their cap's a little weird, but Chris Paul basically gets to call his own salary next year. So, yeah. And, and I think, uh, Zach Lowe said something the other day that more, of course, because he's Daryl Morey. He's like already has like seven different ways that he can clear the cap space to get LeBron. Or so, LeBron, hey LeBron, c- come on, come on to Portland, buddy. It's not, you know, it's not out of the realm. But <laughs> hey, there's definitely an opening at small forward. That's what I'll tell you. I mean, they definitely could use a three. Yeah. Um, they could definitely use a three. You um, know, small ball. You know, small ball four. We put Aminu at center. Yeah. 
Yeah. Harkless. Go like Dame, CJ, Harkless, Aminu, LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's a that, that's that's titles right there, that, baby. That that's championships right there. Title right? T- title town. Yeah, let's bring Mo, Wolf, Mo, let's get Mo, Bill Walton back in Mo here. Mo Harkless, yeah, just changing the NBA as we know More, it. Yeah, Maurice Lucas, uh, 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 <laughs> Terry new, Porter. It's 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 his perfect symmetry to have oh my God. Mo, oh my. Maurice with the Blazers. This current team and Maurice Lucas. Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at that! Look at that tunnel! Look at look at the smoke! Who's emerging from that? So- oh my god! It's Rashid Wallace, <laughs> number thirty, back playing his trade for the Blazers. What a great that, squad! That that blunt is enormous, people. <laughs> um, let's see. We talked about the Lamarcus rumor about him wanting to get traded back. I do kind of think they should uh, trade CJ. This is my opinion. No, go for it. Please, please. That's all. I think they should trade CJ. I think that there's an opportunity for them to find a better fit with Lillard. That's the main thing. Fair enough. I think your take is valid. I think it's a take that a lot of other people have. I think that... I think my biggest takeaway is hold on to both of those guys and try and shuffle and shuffle and shuffle and hope that some disgruntled star. Obviously, they were available and Portland couldn't get them, though. And I think that we just had like 18. This is one thing that uh, someone that a, a bunch of people pointed out, but it's like there's been all these crazy trades over the last 18 months in the league, basically, and Portland couldn't get in on them. But I do think that this is something worth remembering that uh, Brian Windhorst said is that basically. Like, it has to be up to the players in trades most of the time on where they want to go most of the time. I mean, the Paul George trade is, like, a rarity where, like, they actually didn't listen to what he was going to – what he wanted. And I think – You know that, what I think, you know yeah. what I think is going to happen, though? Uh-huh. DJ for Wiggins. It better not just be just Wiggins, man, because that's a shitty deal. Yeah, it is. I'm that, with you. Like, like I mean, I mean, I like Wiggins, but, like – no, you don't. Uh, no, I, I do. I know I do. I like him, but but he's nowhere near CJ. Uh, I don't like him. I think he's bad. I think it would actually probably be good for him to get away from Toronto because Minnesota is like right next to it, and I think it would. I mean, although he plays really well in Toronto, I guess. But I don't know. I think I think he would do well in like a different situation, maybe. I feel like we have a lot of evidence that Wiggins uh, is uh, like a miserable defender with no range or utility or modern utility. Mm -hmm. And I think that engaging in an exercise where you trade for him is basically like trading for Jeff Green five years ago. Fair enough. Then then don't do it. And I I don't think the Blazers are that like – I mean just – I don't think the Blazers are that like they've gone this far. I don't think they're that concerned about the fit to the point that they're going to make a shitty trade just to yeah, probably check, check a box on the positional mark, which we've already stated is not. We stated earlier in the show that that is is basically bullshit. Yeah, like, like uh... that that the positions thing. You just need to be good, and I think CJ is good, which is why I would try and hold on and wait, and maybe, you know, because the longer those contracts go and they get closer to being expiring, the more valuable they become for a potential trade. 
Uh, it's hard for teams to clear cap space. So, you know, maybe a couple of years from now, you find a tanking team with a star and you're like, hey, do you want Evan Turner and Myers Leonard for, uh, you know, this big salary guy that you don't want on your team anymore while you guys try and get a draft pick? Like, I mean, I, th- th- that scenario is not inconceivable, but it's it's also a couple of years. It's at least a year off, which is not fun. The other about. thing about the Wiggins, about my Wiggins paranoia, mm-hmm. which is probably rational, I'll make this clear, is what does Neil value? Like, if Neil is still doing the trades, like, what does he have a like? What does he have a track record of valuing? And like, Turner is kind of maybe a hideous sign for what that dude's taste is, as far as what he thinks where he thinks the inefficiency are inefficiencies are. I was in college, mm-hmm. uh, in the modern game. And, uh, I don't know worries. It just, uh, it worries me that even that like CJ could end up being a bomb if they trade him. That's all. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things I will say is like, you know, maybe, Yeah, it, it, the one of the the one pick that really surprises the hell out of me really was the Swanigan one. Cuz like, I mean, in hindsight, yes, okay, I could see them getting one big guy, but two was like crazy. But maybe they're also just not going to bring Nurkic back. Maybe they're just not going to match him because if they don't match him, then it makes sense. Apparently they're very, one of the things in the uh, apparently where this is just Simmons uh Simmons low talk. Today, but one of the things they said is that apparently the squad is incredibly high on Collins. Oh, I mean that's not. I don't think that's that's a new thing from Simmons and Lowe. But yeah, the, I knew yeah. that. Yeah, you, even I knew that. But yeah, like, but they did talk about it. But yeah. um, well, I remember. I mean, I asked Dame uh, after one of the games I was at. It was the Miami game, and and Collins hit like this spinning step back three. And I asked Stotts about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he like you know he like made a joke about it." But then I asked Dame about it, and Dame was like, "Well, yeah, he's a really great shooter, so of course he was gonna make it." Like, mm-hmm. as Dame talking about like a you know twenty year old kid, he's like, he just he's like, I remember Dame saying to me, he's like, he just shoots the ball so smooth, he just it just comes off his hands so smooth, and and and, and like to hear that confidence, like I, I've never heard Dame talk about a rookie like that, you know, and I, you know, it, it's just, he, he just really, he, he was really like confident in what Zach Collins could do. And like that to me spoke volumes. All right. Yeah. I, I have nothing else to say on this topic. Anyway. Um, Damian Lillard also speaks very highly about me. So <laughs> teams get in touch. Yeah. Um, and there was a rumor um, mostly because, uh, you know, I, I read into it and I want to talk about this was the, the rumor about one Chandler Hutchinson. He's a, uh, prospect from Boise state who was apparently given a guarantee and pulled out of a bunch of draft workouts. He was projected to go where the blazers go. And, uh, one of the other things is that he's kind of connected to Damian Lillard a little bit, uh, Phil Beckner was an assistant coach at Weber State and was Dame's guy. And Dame went to Boise even during the offseason 
worked out with uh, Phil Beckner, and he's been the assistant at Boise State working out with this Hutchison guy, and he's had a guarantee. So some people thought it was Portland, and I made the connection between Hutchison's guy and Dame's guy, but then Jason Quick said the other day that it's not Portland, and then The Ringer reported the other day that there's there's rumors that it might be Chicago uh, because Chicago – the, the the agency that they have a, a really close relationship with is uh, based in Chicago, Priority Sports, and there's potentially a connection there uh, between – which is – it's very Chicago Bulls. I mean the Bulls – Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bulls, are, a- the Bulls are infamous for their nepotism in the NBA. Um, so it would not be surprised <laughs> that they made that they were doing a favor on behalf of uh, a family friend because that's Rise, how the Bulls do words business. Reinsdorf is a legendary lazy person. It should be noted. The fact that the Bulls have a good relationship with an agency based out of Chicago is the most Reinsdorf stuff imaginable, right there. Well, and that like Iowa State like runs the team. Yeah, like like the like a bunch of Iowa State alumni or people that are connected to Iowa State somehow, uh, which is another weird Chicago Bulls thing. Um, but it doesn't matter because they print money because they get like tons of corporate season tickets, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and they're in. Uh, yeah, they're in uh, the third largest city in America. Right? Could you? And like, every, but how every, does but, like, everybody shows else? Up, everyone shows up to games. Like no one shows up to games in Houston. It's the fourth largest city. Yeah. Uh, and they're good. <laughs> imagine if the Bulls had an even okay owner. Like how much they could swing their weight around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like that's, they, I feel like that's kind of the story, you know, a little bit of of these United States. You know, if yeah. they just had a if they just had a you know, if the United States maybe just had some better owners, maybe they could throw their weight around in a positive way. Yeah. Look, what we're saying here is that Bernie Sanders should own the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I feel I mean, like all I, the I feel like all the evidence is pointing to Bernie the Bull. Yeah, yeah. They, they're going to rename Benny the Bull to Bernie the Bull. It was a shame that we traded Jimmy Butler. He was an all-star. And we he didn't was all get defense. Any, all defense? We didn't get enough back in return. And these executives at the Chicago Bulls will never work again. I, I mean, would they? Like, if they got fired, if uh, if I can't they, even, if they wouldn't if work God, in basketball, uh, I don't think. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would. Yeah, they would. Maybe they could be like a touring uh, team of uh, motivational speakers that teach you how to be as lazy as possible and still be a colossal success. How to how to find the billionaire you will exploit for the rest of your life. Self-help book. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the sucker. <laughs> to leech off of for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Corbs, I, I don't know. Do, do you have anything else? Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything uh, that you want yeah, the people to check out? Yeah, let's take your break, it, man. It's a great podcast. 
Great podcast. It's been really good lately. I'm starting to enjoy doing it a little too much. I, I had I had a lot of fun on the last couple of episodes listening to both of them. So I, I had fun over the weekend listening to the one that yeah. You there's did a very the round ball rock guys. That was good. Yeah, there's a very there's a very long and very profane episode with the round ball rock guys. You know, don't listen to it with the kids. Uh, because the last hour is um, it's pretty it's tr- pretty NSF dub. Yeah, it's uh, truly revolting. Uh, it's like it's, we cursed uh, a couple times on this podcast, but this is this is another level. It's uh, this is a, a whole other level. It's like you know what it is. You know, uh, there's been a lot of barstool sports talk out there today, and uh, what I'm going for over on Take It or Break It is trying to reclaim sports vulgarity from these barstool sports animals. From these, uh, from these, uh, from these pigs, from the chauvinists, from these uh, chauvinist pigs oinking away on their, uh, oinking away on their damn podcasts, you know, drop that, drop that nonsense, get on, take it or break it, baby. If you want, if you want sports profanity, if you want like sex positive, you know, sex positive, pro- dirty talk. Yeah. Sex positive, progressive, sports, filthy talk. sports talk. Yeah. Get over to take it or break it. Throw this, uh, throw this barstool sports in the garbage. There we go. Great plug for your podcast, Corbs. Uh, I am doing a lot of blog posts over at LeBron Wire. Lots of analysis, lots of news, lots of LeBron related stuff. Um, basically anything uh, that is related to that series and LeBron James. It's going up there. Did a review actually this week on a mini series that LeBron produced. So it was a different thing that I did, but uh, yeah, read LeBron wire. If you want to know anything about LeBron James and the Cavs yeah, uh, and, and the conference finals and potentially the finals, I think they're going to make, I think they're going to win tomorrow. If you really want to know stuff about LeBron, hit me up. I, uh, I have uh, security cameras implanted in his house. I can tell you all kinds of illicit things about LeBron. Corbin speaks with LeBron's wife regularly. Oh yeah, me and uh, me and Savannah are pals. Yeah, uh, we drink uh, we drink uh, rooibos together. Me and Savannah. Yeah, after you guys go for a nice long cycle uh, ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and LeBron and Savannah all together, and the kids sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you're you're actually the fifth horseman. Yeah, I am among LeBron's crew. It's like you, Maverick Carter. Rich Paul, Randy Mims, and LeBron. Yeah. You know, the five yeah. the five Pol- horsemen. And and then and then you throw in you throw in Savannah and at the six. Yeah. You I I'm pulling I'm I'm on the back of the banana boat, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Thanks, Cordis, for coming on, man. Oh, Eric, my incredible pleasure. All right. Download, leave us a good review, and we will see you later on in the